Welcome to the Wise Men Say Podcast. We are here for another Magcast, very much on the other side of the river, not in Gateshead like we usually are. Uh, I'm Roy Fallow, joined by my fellow Reaction Pod host, Matthew Keelan. Matthew, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you, Roy? I'm very good, thank you. And we're also joined by former enemy of the people, now smugly vindicated man, Chris Weatherspoon. Chris, I imagine you feel pretty fantastic at the minute. Um, I can't hear you from up on my high horse, but I'll, I'll assume you asked how I was, and yes, I'm good, thanks. Well, as well, even better after the win on Saturday. I know, Matthew, mean you got a touch upon it on the reaction pod, and the lads had their say on Monday, but Chris... Not excellence, maybe a bit strong, but you know, that first half an hour especially, really good, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought we were spot on. I think, um, look, it, it was what it was what we've all been asking for them to do. Like, we came out with, I mean, look, Lincoln were terrible. Like, that second goal is absolutely hilarious, but third goal is quite funny as well. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, the, th- the thing is, like, it, it's easy to just see, oh, well, they were terrible, but we've played a lot of terrible teams this season and under this manager, and we haven't done that. And I think um, the last three, ge- I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I didn't see the Doncaster game, but the last two games, I think there's been a lot more attack and intent. Um, certainly against Lincoln, we got the ball down, and yeah, okay, we had, we had three at the back, but we looked like we knew what we'd do with it this time, whereas at the start of the season, everybody looked a bit clueless. I mean, Denver Hume basically got hung out to dry, and I thought he was one of our better players on Saturday, and I, I think, I thought actually it was quite harsh that some people were criticising the second half, like we've had four games in ten days, 3 up at half-time, I think you can forgive them for taking the foot off the pedal a bit, and yeah, I think it was one of the better performances of the season, if not the best performance of the season, certainly in the first half. It was quite reminiscent of kind of the early days of Ross especially kind of in the maybe the performance dropping off slightly in the in the, in the second half as well that was quite similar to Ross but it's not criticism if you're going 3-0 up at you know within half an hour and you see the game out I think the thing is as well like yeah okay they, they did drop off but there wasn't really a part where I thought oh dear we're going to chuck this away here the goal was, wasn't was a goal so like it's not as if we like I know it counted but it was a farce that it did yeah like, it was a foul it was offside I said this on Saturday sorry to repeat myself again <laughs> but like and then obviously they, they got what another chance because of a mistake by Ozturk but like they were never like were never threatened at all really to be honest like and you know, like you were saying, Chris came off the back of a big run of games as well. We've had seven days to refresh before the visit of Wickham on Saturday. Um, but before we sort of touch on the game, it has been, you know, especially a day transfer news seems to have ramped up a little bit. We've got a lot of players, mainly forward players, linked with us now. We've had a couple of players linked away. Obviously, we know about McGeady, that's ongoing. Nothing concrete on that one yet. Um, and we've had Tom Flanagan linked to championship clubs that's been quoted by. Be a bit of an odd one to see go, because we're not exactly blessed with depth at centre-half, especially if we're going to play a back three, are we? Um, yeah, I agree. And I think as much as, like, look, you'll get people if he does go saying, oh, well, nobody was raving about him earlier this season or anything, but actually at the minute, last, last few games... We've got a system that seems to work, and you know, especially at the back, those three are playing really well together. And they all look like it suits them. Like Oz, Ozturk doing the the dirty work essentially, 
Willis bailed them out with his pace if he needs to and Flanagan alright okay it doesn't go to plan all the time but Flanagan having a bit more time on the ball he, see, he seems to fit into it so apart from when he just wants to petulantly boot it out of play which was the best thing ever, ever wasn't it Matthew I was a huge fan of that like it's, again like I would do that so like no if you're not gonna if you're not gonna move I'm not gonna do anything with it I'm just gonna Pump the ball out of play. Ah, yeah, man. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to boot the ball out. You play yourselves. <laughs> I think the thing is, it would, like, at this current point in time, it would be disappointing if he does go. Like, look, he's already been linked with, vaguely linked with Championship Cups. That doesn't mean he's going to go. He was linked in January last year as well, wasn't he? So, yeah, look at the Swansea last season. Yeah. Don't know Ticket attack affair him well, not anymore, but you know. Don't know who he's linked with now, but he was linked with Swansea a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the past. I don't think they've to be fair, I don't think they've actually said who it is. I mean if he is linked with a championship club, like you can imagine, yeah, he'd be interested in going. Problem is, well, it it, is. well yeah. I mean the problem is he's one of those who's only got six months left, isn't he? Yeah. So how much opportunity do we actually have to keep hold of him if, if there's concrete interest and it's something he's interested in me personally I'd be disappointed at this stage because I th- we'll go on to it but I think we need to be strengthening rather than getting rid of players and especially players who the manager seems to think are in his best 11 now yeah um, well speaking of players who the manager definitely didn't think was in his best 11 Dylan McGeoch departed this week no surprises there but you know, he came in with quite high expectations in the, in the transfer window under Ross and just a bit of a strange one isn't it Matthew I would just never despite a few good performances a player who clearly had a bit of quality but just didn't work for him at all did it you could never like nail down like a run of games I think it, his issue was in order to be effective he needs to have a run of games and we saw the best of him when he'd been in the team for a settled period and then he'd get injured but with like naff like little niggly injuries that last and go on for weeks and you he's not the sort of player that you're going to bring bring in for like an impact really he's like at the minute if he was in the middle we've got a settled team this is when you'd see the best of him like 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 power is is playing really well at the minute and alongside like his best games McGeeks were when he was with power in the middle last season like Rochdale away he played really well at Accrington away but he's just never really done it has he to be honest yeah, it, it was a weird one because I thought his best game for us was Luton at home last season. Then he got, oh, yeah, then he got dropped, which was baffling. Really, it was like it was certainly at home. I think that was like the first time you'd ever seen him kind of put a bit of a stamp on the game and actually look really composed. And he looked like he was running things. And then he got dropped, and you were like, maybe he had a, maybe he had a niggling injury because, like we said, he had plenty of them. But he just never really got going and. I mean, it speaks volumes about us, really, doesn't it, that he won Player of the Season alongside John McGinn. And we had yeah, yeah. with him and John McGinn's, like, in the Premier League with, with Villa. But, yeah, it just, it clearly, I mean, it looked like he was one of Ross's signings, but even Ross didn't seem that keen on him. Like, it wasn't like he was in the team every week. And, like, we see, he played, there was games when he played well, then he got dropped the next week. So, I mean... They haven't disclosed whether they've got a fee or anything. I would imagine they, they haven't. He, signed, he did sign on a free as well, didn't he? He did sign on a, he did sign on a free, yeah. Two-year deal as well. Two-year deal. So he was up at the end of the season. I mean, most of them are, which we might come on to later. But, so, I mean, in terms of outgoings there, it would have been nice if he'd shown a bit more. But, look, I, I don't think it's going to be a, it's not going to be a great miss because he wasn't playing anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, agree. Um, quite funny how he seems to have grown ginger hair, though. Like, I've, I've seen that in his picture for his unveiling for Aberdeen. He's got he's got ginger hair. Like, who? who, who like, no, but, well, I can say that, Chris. I'm, a, I'm pretty much a ginger. <laughs> but yeah, odd. Just a little surprise. Um, that's the only ones linked with players going out, but a flurry of attacking players linked. I think we'll save the headliner lads yeah, yeah. to talk about at the end. Um, yeah, Chris is right. We're all we're all ready, but but we'll park that one for now. Um, Liam Boyce has been linked. Um, reportedly, Phil Parkinson is prepared to pay a quarter of a million for him. He's got that from the his side hustle of running coaches to oh, away fair. games. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, well. <laughs> Love Supreme. You you've got competition, um, but quarter of a million for a player who quite experienced at this. I know we've said you know spending X amount of money on an experienced strike at this level can only be a good thing, but you know fairly low risk. If anything, goals apparently. If anything, it stops them scoring against us as well. This is the one who. This is the man in a bra who relegated us, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He only scored three goals that season. Why the hell wouldn't we sign him in that case? Why on earth not? I, I don't know. Aside from that, really, a great deal about him. He's got a fairly middling record in in League One. Um, you look at him and you think, is he any better than White, or is he going to be on par? I think to to be fair to him, whenever he's played against us, I've thought he's like in the ass, like he's very awkward yeah. and he puts himself about and look I think we've spoken about before about the sort of football we're going to watch like under Phil Parkinson and possibly just in this league in general it's not going to be the nicest thing to watch so is he in a is he like a sign that everyone's going to like jump out the seat I probably not but does it does it make sense yeah I think it probably does um, is he any better than Wyke I don't know but it's another option, and we well, do need more. Yeah, options. well, Wyke, Wyke struggles with fitness anyway, so exactly. so it could even if he's another Wyke. No, no, that's a good thing, really. But like, if he if he's if he's better than Wyke, then then great, and if Wyke becomes the option, then then yeah. then fair. Like. And you know, Wyke does need a bit of pressure on him, really, because McNulty and Grigg aren't providing that at the moment. And, and I know they're different sort of strikers, but Grigg can't even get on the pitch. McNulty did all right against Fleetwood, but we're not, we haven't seen, McNulty started the season quite well. We haven't seen much of him for a while, have we? I wouldn't be surprised if, if he went back, to be honest, yeah. because I think we could do better with a loan. And it seems right. like he's looking to sign two strikers as well. I don't think he just wants to sign one because he's, he quoted again we're not going to say his name yet because I'm building up to it he quoted one of the strikers that we're looking to today in his press conference it was even on the official Twitter um, and another striker we've been linked to just in the last few hours really came quite solid Gary Medine who's of course worked with Phil Parkinson before he's been released from Cardiff just a year after the paid £6 million pounds from very, very Sunderland bit of business that isn't it it makes a, shame, a change from getting released from jail which is what happened with five years that's, a, that's, that's another reason why we've got to sign him I didn't say thing before because I thought I won't say that now you've gone and said that. he's had half a pint <laughs> Um, but work with Phil Parkinson again probably slightly slightly higher profile for want of a better phrase than Gary Medine um, got he was in that side that was promoted with Bolton it's again it's not exciting but you look at it and you think makes sense don't you yeah I don't I don't like know a great deal about him really other than that he's a centre forward, <laughs> just 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 a man, and just a man who has been to jail. <laughs>
I mean, yeah, more, why not? I mean, it could be quite the banter forward line, couldn't it? If he's been in jail, by the way. This is... No, he has. No, he, 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 he went to jail for, I think it was assault. <laughs> I mean, no, if it's a matter of public record and it's true, it's not, we're not liable for a bottom fact. Look, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not discriminating. Like, look, he's reformed criminal in my eyes. He's, he's going to come and sign for the most professional club in League One. So. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> in fairness, in fairness, so you make a good point, Rory. Like, if you look, he's the best form of his career was under Parkinson yeah. at Bolton. Um, I actually, truthfully, I thought because I knew Cardiff had spent six million quid on him, so I thought I'd go have a look at his goals record. I <laughs> thought it would be better than what it is, but in fairness, it wouldn't take much for it to be better than what it is. <laughs> Not be worse than what it is. He scored no goals. Scored an order. If he scored no goal, would that take? Does that put it in a minus figures in a way? <laughs> Matthew's just pointed out that there's a criminal conviction section on his Wikipedia. Any any highlights from that, Matthew? Well, Medina's been convicted of several assaults according to Wikipedia. So <laughs> remember uh, when we said we could try and keep this podcast sensible tonight. <laughs> um, but well. We might as well move on to the other strike we've been linked with. A player, Matthew, who I'm sure you'd agree, if we do sign him, is straight in the banter 11 of this decade. It's the one and only Mr Kyle Lafferty, a man who was kicked out of Palermo for being... For being too much of a womanizer. Chris Chris has the full quote for us here. Can I read the full quote? So this is from the Palermo chairman after he got rid of him. He is an out-of-control womanizer, an Irishman without rules. I mean, straight away, we're off to a good start. He is someone who disappears for a week and goes on the hunt for women in Milan. He has two families with six children. He never trains. He's, he's, he's a double-married man with six kids. He's absolutely not a prick. <laughs> he never trains. He's completely off the rails. On the field, he's a great player because he gave us everything he had and more. In terms of his behaviour, however, he is uncontrollable. My coach told me he cannot sort this player out, so he has to go. I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's be honest, it's going to be fun. Yeah, regardless. like him, him and Chris Maguire together. Like, everyone... What man, woman, regardless of your sexual preference, you're getting shagged with them to out. They're 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 looking for you. Like they they are going. They're in. I was gonna say the glass spider. The glass spider will. Life O'Reilly will become the glass spider again, just for them. Like oh, it's it's ex- like we haven't even talked on what he's like as a player, but it's exciting, isn't it, Matthew? Yeah, it's great. It's just great, isn't it? It's just the most stunning thing ever. Like let's just. Sign him. Let's sign him. But we should sign him. I'll give him like a four-year. Di- like, <laughs> how old is he? Thirty-two, thirty-six. Do a job in wherever we'll be, League Two or something. I mean, it would be an interesting move if we go and sign him after in, while we're in the process of trying to bomb Aidan McGeady out because we don't like his attitude. Mm, yeah. But um, yeah, I'll be honest on this one. Like, it, it would be funny, definitely. <laughs> um, you know, he might even do all right. Like. <laughs> His, his goal record isn't really that different from Medine's. Like, no, no, his goal record is crap, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, we were talking earlier about, like, at Norwich, he was, um, I think, was he with Norwich when they were actually in the Premier League? Uh, was it the Was it the Championship? Well, definitely high level in League One. He was, he was, in, the, he was in the Championship with them. He scored, in his first season in the Championship, he played 18 games, scored once. Played one game in the Premier League for them. And then the following season was in the championship again with them and scored once in 12 games. I think, I think like, 
obviously we spoke four earlier. Thirty nine overall. How many? Four in thirty nine for Norwich. So he's fitting well, really. Yeah. Him and Greg, best mate. They're gonna live together in the Hilton. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, to be fair though, the thing is, like we signed Greg last year on the basis of all the goals he scored, yeah. and that hasn't worked. So if we if we apply the inverse logic, you'll be absolutely class. But but no. But to be fair, like from going back, like what we said about Boyce, like what we said about Medine, from the style of player that we're expecting. And the what he wants from his strikers, it completely makes sense. To me, Lafferty would be disappointed in the in the terms of it. He's 32 year old, and it's not exactly like a particularly forward thinking thing. It's basically like, oh, this guy's available, and it's and I'd like. I mean, I'm not expecting anything, especially now the owners admitted he wants to sell. Um, I'm not really expecting anything long term, but it is kind of symptomatic of. The short-term thinking we've had since yeah. these guys are, and the short-term, short-term thing we've had. Stop plugging your book, right? <laughs> we all know, we all remember what it was called. <laughs> um, but to be, you do make a good point, Chris. A short-term deal with Lafferty till the end of the season. It, it would be short-term thinking, but... I'm his book now. <laughs> oh, short changed actually. Anyway, wasn't it? Same thing. Don't That's care. I've read it. Still available on Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, not print version though, is it? Yeah, run out of them. They've all all been pulped. (laughs) But like a a six-month deal for Lafferty till the end of the season. He's been without a club. He's been without a club since since. Is it since the summer? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think because did he go? Did he leave Rangers then go back to Rangers? Is that? So he left Rangers and went to Sarpsborg. And don't their seasons work slightly differently? Um. I, I don't know, uh, <laughs> but I'm on Wikipedia now and I might be able to find out. But he's great for some incredible random teams, Palermo, oh. Sion. He, he has like a, if he was, he's, he's like a 90s footballer almost, Lafferty, to be fair, isn't he? With, with that kind of journeyman approach, the off the field antics as well, like just kind of add to it. But we were talking about it earlier, Matthew, about how he could be coming to us in a similar situation that Chris Maguire did last season in the sort of like level, not, I know he's played it. A high level of Maguire, but kind of lost his way and lost his like love of the game, maybe a little bit. Wants to come and play for a big club in front of passionate fans, and you know that first six months for Maguire, he was excellent, and maybe we could get something similar out of Lafferty. If, you know, if he got eight goals or something, that'd be decent for a free transfer. Yeah, I think look, like whoever they get in, <laughs> you would like to think that the appeal of playing for Sunderland the FC is still there. That these players want to come here because they think look if I do well there like I'm going to be loved and it's still a big club sort of thing and yeah I mean I haven't seen him sparingly you would like knowing what his supposed attitude is you would like to think that like he's the sort who playing for us would kind of prick his ego a bit and it it would actually help him and I think if it's a short term deal I think that makes a lot more sense than if we go and give him like a year and a half or two and a half years. Um, I don't think, I, I mean, I don't think two and a half, two, like being actually serious, I don't think two and a half years <laughs> is not <laughs> We gave one to Phil Parkinson, Matthew, <laughs> lest we forget. We gave one to Grant Ledbetter. <laughs> Your thoughts? <laughs> Four years. <laughs> Four more years. Um, but yeah, that about wraps up on tran- on the transfer front at the minute. Um, unless anything's happened since we've been recording, thankfully the Gary uh, Medine thing about looks like he is actually coming in it happened just before. So thanks gods of transfers for that one. Um, but we actually have a game on Saturday. We're hosting Wickham Wanderers, a team we're yet to beat since coming down to League One. Gareth Ainsworth, um, thoughts on Gareth Ainsworth? Just very quickly, Matthew. Oh, he's a dick. 
No, but your thoughts on come on, do the do the line. Your thoughts on Gareth Ainsworth? What thoughts? But his tribute band. I'd rather have. Oh, I'd rather have Gareth Barker. Oh. <laughs> Try to tear up. I rounded the goalkeeper for you there. Well, I've, I've, I've done a wike. <laughs> You've done a Dobson. Um, but yeah, Gareth Ainsworth will be coming, strutting his stuff, heading every ball on the touchline, overly gesticulating, and just making you sick, really. Um, so hopefully this time we can beat them because they're in terrible form. They've lost in the last four games, they've lost three, drawn one. Yet they're still top of the league, and doesn't that show you everything about how terrible the division is this season? It does. In fairness to them, they have already lost four all season. So, okay, they've, they've lost three out of the last. Four. The wheels have came off. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully they have. I mean, to be fair, like I was thinking about this before, and I was like, when we went, when we went down there in Phil Parkinson's first game, no less. Um, for whatever reason, we tried to play them at their own game, yeah, yeah. And, and we were absolutely terrible. Like I was like, well, I understand if that was the, but actually looking back, I don't really understand it because I don't know if that is definitely the way he wants to play. Because the way we played the last couple of weeks, it's been get get the ball wide, uh, move the ball quickly. Obviously, you've still got White as like the focal point, which I don't think is ever going to change under this manager. But there's been a bit more method. Whereas we went down there, and the first thing he did was just it. I'm pretty sure the instruction was every time you get the ball just lump it forward and we'll see where it ends up and we basically got um, beat at their game so I think to be honest like these are like a really niggly kind of awkward get in your face busy piss you off kind of team like we saw that in both games last season I mean it was just about a full-scale riot down there Um, I do think this I mean, it's probably obvious to say it, but this is a lot more instructive than the last three games because, um, yeah, okay, they're in a they're in a poor run of form, but they are still top of the league. They're quite a nasty team to have to play, and I think if we are serious about about going up, which I mean, hopefully we are still. Um, of course, we are, Chris. We're the most professional club in League One. Well, exactly. Um, I think I think it's a. I think it's a must win in fairness uh, because we, we haven't beaten anybody I don't think we've actually beaten anybody who's been above us in the league at the time we've played them and considering the form we're on as well like this makes it sort of like right how much of that form is a flash in the pan how much of that is a is a blip if we can beat the team who you know for all their forms crap and for all yes it's only Wickham Wanderers they're still a team we haven't beaten since coming down to league one and they're top of the league like it, it would make you think all oh, right maybe we have turned that corner yeah i think it'll be interesting to see the way the manager approaches it because look like we played we played tranmere at home in his second game and he clearly thought look if we get at these we'll steamroll of them and that's exactly what happened the last three games he set up a lot more attacking possibly because he's been influenced by outside factors possibly because it's like throwing the dice because he knew the way it was going but there's been a lot of games I mean but we went down to Gillingham and he said he would have been happy with a point like I'm hopeful that the last three games say to him look a point at home t- okay the top of the league but a point at home isn't good enough like if we get a truthfully if we go for a point on Saturday we'll get beat so I, hopefully we'll go for it you, you can't be doing that can you Matthew he's got to go out and go for the three points no he has to like as well, arguably, we we, sh- we we should be looking at, at three straight wins that we've had. Like we were quite unlucky at Fleetwood, to be honest. Like the the, the penalty was was not a penalty and played reasonably well and just couldn't convert any chances. And I think set uh, if he set, I mean if he sets up 
for a point at home to Wigan, regardless of where they are, then he's the architect of another downfall for himself because you've got to win the game. Like you look, like I know they've lost four times all season, but they haven't won for a month. And I've been like they're not very good, really, to be honest. Like I've, I, we haven't played anybody that's been any good yet in a year and a half. I think like the standard of this league is actually worse than last year, and I'm sure. I'm sure when we saw the teams that were coming down, we were all like, oh, actually, it's, it's going to be a bit tougher. But actually, actually it, it's been worse. Well, look at how Ipswich have dropped off yeah, recently. Ipswich have, I mean, Wickham drew with Ipswich the last game and they both kind of dropped off a well, cliff Ipswich in the last have, Ipswich haven't won in the league since, I think, like November the 9th. Wow. Which is like... So about since when we appointed Parkinson, actually. Yeah, and they're still... Like fourth, yeah. This is like, I mean, rather rather a second, and they've lost more games than us. Like the the league, the league's wide open. It really is, and without without like going into like the wider off the field stuff too much. Like when people see, oh look, we're already X points off third, and this that, and the other. You're like, yeah, okay, but that's by virtue of how bad the league is. That is that isn't because we've been good at all like we've been terrible for most of the season that makes it all the more frustrating really yeah, I mean we should be quite frankly we should be walking this league like if if we'd done it properly if we'd used the amount of money that we've got properly we should be I mean we should have got up last year but if we weren't going to do that we should be walking this league so yeah I mean there's, there's no re- as, as much as I think we all agree like stuff needs to change elsewhere and that there's absolutely no reason why we, sh- why we shouldn't still have our eyes on like going up and even going up automatically because no team looks capable of stringing stringing like a long long run of form together kind of thing I mean neither do we yet no, no. but but there's absolutely no re- there's no reason why we, sh- why we shouldn't be and I think I think this is a, a big test even if these have been poor in recent weeks like this is kind of like I say we haven't beaten anybody above us I don't think we've beaten anybody who's above 10th wow. Math- Matthew's got the table up there it relies on me remembering who we've played <laughs> though um, no we haven't no. no but if we win if we do win on Saturday then we go six points behind Wigan with a game in hand you know, we all know the games in hand, lads. <laughs> the count towards it. Well, it did. It did on Saturday. To, to be fair, maybe this has all been a cutting plan to get out of all the cups, so we don't have to bother with any games in hand later this season. Yeah. We just keep calling international weekends off, <laughs> so we end up with more games. In <laughs> but no injuries, um, by the sounds of things, anyway. Unless again, something's been reported since we started recording. Nothing seemed to be floating around on Twitter earlier, so. Would you keep the same same team that played against Lincoln? I don't foresee any why there should yeah, be any changes. Really. Yeah, not really. There's no one to really bring in, to be honest. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, I, I think I would keep it the same. I mean, um, Robson's back now, isn't he? If, yes. There's probably coming at the squad. You would have thought. No, no, yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. I would I wouldn't start him. No, no. no. Uh, I would have him in the squad. I'd have him because I think he should be knocking on the door. Yeah. Um, I thought. I'm not George Dobson's biggest fan, but I thought he was decent against Lincoln. To be honest, I thought arguably his best game. But he, he, he was he was he was solid. Yeah, so you can't you certainly can't drop him. And I I, I don't think look like, like we said before, they were really they were certainly very good first half. They saw the game out fairly fine. Like I don't see any need to change, especially we've had a week we've had a week to to recover and get sorted out. And I don't see why we change it. And I think I think they should just kind of already covered it but we should just go into it with the same attitude like I don't really care whether we're playing first or bottom in this league we should be looking to beat everybody yeah. and as well there's one thing we're forgetting about that will be a big danger 
this could be the first time we see Atten Fenwick at the stadium of light, lads. Oh, Matthew, Matthew, I know you've been very excited about this. <laughs> I, I did have the, I went to the, I was going to say I had the privilege of going to Wickham away. It was actually horrible. But the one highlight was getting to see Atten Fenwick. But you want to, you want to see these players in, in your own stadium. You know, it was a well, good thing about being in the Premier League, wasn't it? Yeah, well, this is, well, this is better than that. Yeah. Like, to be honest, Ronaldo and that, yeah, but Atten Fenwick. I'm disappointed that we haven't signed them, I'll be honest. Yeah, but this is the next best thing. Get him to see him strutting about, doing his stuff. Well, strutting. Yeah, strutting. I want like, scoring for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully in the, in the same sense that Lincoln scored. A, a consolation goal, yeah. but celebrating loads. <laughs> and picking Dobson up and throwing him out of the stadium. Yeah. Him versus Oztek as well, that will be. I, I can't remember if Oztek played in the... I thought they play against Flanagan, if I'm honest. So I have seen Phil Parkinson mastermind a win against a team. I didn't know where you were going when you started with that. With when 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 when, when, when when he started with master there, I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> Particularly nice bus that day. Um, no, I have seen it, and I was just checking there that he did definitely play, and he did. He came on because I saw, and I don't know why this happened. Um, when Bradford got promoted, I was at Wembley when they beat um, Northampton. So we were playing. No. <laughs> So you're trying to get the owner removed from... <laughs> Very good. Um, no, we were playing Spurs the next day. Right. And um, we, for whatever reason, went down to London a day early. And like, oh, on the morning. And had nothing to do. So we're like, oh, we'll go to Wembley, watch a League Two playoff final. Phil Parkinson got promoted with John McLaughlin in goal. And Akin Fenwer came on for Northampton. And he did absolutely nothing. So I think that's a sign. The same is going to happen this weekend. Absolutely written off. So, well, score prediction-wise. Yeah, score (laughs) prediction-wise, I'm going to say a a 3-0 win for us. What about you, Matthew? Uh, 6-0 for me. I agree. Chris, you got any advance on 6-0? I'm not going to advance. I'll say 2-1 to us. I can't see a clean sheet, but I'm sticking a 3-0 now, to be honest. Um, so, thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back with a reaction pod yeah, on, we'll Saturday. on Saturday from our studio in the Harborview. <laughs> Do we not have to make a statement about the statement? That's or? a nice polo shirt you've got on, Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I was saying about the statement. But, yeah, nice polo shirt you're wearing there, Chris. Oh, Where's that from? It's, um, it's from From the Terraces. Oh, Matthew, I hear there's a discount code you can get for them. Yeah, there is. Do you know what it is? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's WMS10. And and the jackets that we mentioned the other day, saw on Twitter earlier, they're in stock now, so you can get fully warmed up. Um, but in regards to the statement um, earlier, um, yeah, Chris, have you got any thoughts on that? Um, I mean... Well, for those who haven't seen as well, Twix. I was going to say, yeah, well, let's first of all say that we do not speak for anyone officially. We are just three idiots. Um... But yes, so today there was a statement about the statement about the statement <laughs> um, where basically the fan group said um, that they acknowledge Stuart Donald um, putting the cl- officially putting the club up for sale as if it hasn't been for most of the last year already and, um, and said that we hope that he sells to the right buyer and essentially said that the fan groups act in what they think is the best interest of the club and in my personal opinion not speaking for anyone else I think I think it's a fair enough point to make because I think a lot of people for whatever reason um, seem to think that people are acting above this station or they seem to think that je- the statement bef- um, after Boxing Day is like jeopardise the transfer window all I would say is that look at the end of the day the guy's still chairman and if 
he decides he's not going to invest because some fans have upset him. That isn't on those fans. At the end of the day, he's when he came here, he told us he was a custodian of the football club. He's got a responsibility to do right by the football club. If he decides not to spend money or act appropriately in this transfer window or at any time going forward, he's the only one to blame for that. And I think, I think we kind of all need to remember this, this goes for me as well and others like we all need to remember that we are all Sunderland fans and we all want the best for the club if people differ on their methods it's not because they're trying to make a name for themselves or trying to get above the station it's because they think they're doing the best for the club yeah. I would agree um, yeah don't think I think of anything to add to that to be honest if you can't I certainly can't add anything <laughs> um, but yeah, like I say, me and Matthew will be back on Saturday from our studio in the Harbour View to react to what is hopefully going to be... 6-0 victory yeah. against Wigan Wanderers. Finally beat Slain, the Wickham beast, the Gareth Ainsworth beast at last. And then Gareth and Stephen will be back for your more sensible offering on Monday. Two lots of us. Yeah. Two lots of us for you. Oh, so lucky, aren't they? No. Well, thanks for listening and you'll hear from us on Saturday.